أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض الملك القدوس العزيز الحكيم هو الذي بعث في الأمين رسولا منكم يتلو عليهم آياته ويزكيهم ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وإن كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال مبين وآخرين منهم يما يلحقوا بهم وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَّابًا بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ السَّمَدُ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُلَدْ وَلَمْ يَقُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ Sadaq Allahu al-Azim This evening, I'd like to explore two themes um, which, which are woven together and they uh, both are concerned with the issue of meaning. And um, there are themes that we've, we have examined here before, but it appears appropriate to me for us to re-examine it this evening. The first is... Um, is a quote from uh, the Diwan of Sheikh uh, Mamun al Habib. Uh, I think it's in Fanafila. <coughs> he says, all, all created things are meanings set up as images. All created things 
our meanings set up as images. The second um, theme that I'd like us to consider is uh, from Sheikh Ali al-Jamal, who is um, typically um, challenging way, uh, asserted that the meaning of a thing is hidden in its opposite. If we start off with uh, uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ibn al-Habib's uh, insight that all created things are meaning set up as images, <coughs> it basically means that <coughs> it's it asserts that the world that we're walking through is, is, is not only a world of phenomena. Uh, it's not just a world of measurable, quantifiable events. It is at the same time and more significantly, also a pattern of meanings. Insofar as it is a pattern of meanings, we also know that we as human beings are uniquely placed to examine the world and experience the world as it is, if it is uh, a pattern of meanings, because we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam the names of all things. In other words, he gave Adam access to meaning, because to the name of a thing carries its meaning. And so when we walk through the world, we are walking through an ongoing discourse. It is like walking through text. And uh, it suggests that there's not a single event that happens to us, there's not a single occurrence in our lives which is arbitrary. It suggests that absolutely everything that happens to us is significant and that um, that significance is points in a direction. All meaning points in a direction. And the fundamental meaning, which is pointed to, is, is Allah. It is like the significance of something is the, is the object, it is the, out, it is the, uh, the goal, it is the, uh, the end of the thing. That is the meaning of the thing. And it also then suggests that all meanings carry a yearning, a himma. All meanings carry a, um, a desire. And the desire of all desires is to discover him. And so this web of meanings that we walk through is availing of him, by him, so that we can discover him. This discovery of him is 
um, an incremental affair. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a purpose to the journey of being human. We would be born uh, without um, an object in our lives, without a calling in our lives. But the calling of every human life is to rediscover Him, is to <coughs> come from a place of alienation and darkness into the light of realizing his his magnificence his his effulgence his uh, incomparable generosity and his incomparable <coughs> um, uh, magnificence that discovery of him and his nature is the true homecoming which is why Sheikh Ali al-Jamal also says that uh, in um, Sheikh Muhammad ibn al-Habib says that uh, um, in any love other than the love of Allah is loss and is pain. So, we are on this journey walking through text which is availing of him by him so that we can discover him. And each incremental step that we take is moving closer towards the realization of Him. Um, it is like the text we're walking through as a love letter. We've used this metaphor here before. And, and it's also simultaneously a treasure map, because in every situation that you're in, He indicates to you, well, this is the next step forward. <coughs> you read the text, you read the code, you act on the basis of what your Rabb wants from you, and you take an incremental step closer to Him. Each incremental step has as much dissatisfaction, as much alienation, and as much heartache in it as what it has opening. And one has to understand that. The heartache and the opening and the alienation and the dissatisfaction is part of the story. It is we come into the world and we say, is, 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 my, is my heart going to be satisfied with this thing? And I pursue this thing. And my heart is not satisfied with that. Then I go to the next thing. Is my heart going to be satisfied with this thing? I pursue my heart is not satisfied. And so I go through my life until suddenly one day, all that is left is Allah. And then my heart is satisfied. And then we say, as Shaykh Muhammad Muhammad says in his Diwan, he says, uh, I am I'm alone in the dhikr of my Lord. The dhikr of my Lord is the cure. There's no other cure. There's no other cure. There's no other cure to the, the deep suffering of what it means to be human. <coughs> Everything else will bring you back to a place of alienation. And so it makes sense that Sheikh Ali al-Jamal says the meaning of a thing is hidden in its opposite. Because Allah says in the Quran, it may be that that which is good for you, you don't like. He says that. So he's made us in a way that we are all like children with a love of sugar. We all love sugar. Hmm. And that thing is bad for us. <coughs> we all 
turn our noses up and have a distaste, distaste for aloe. And that thing is good for us. That which is bitter is good. <laughs> that which is sweet is dangerous. That which is bitter cleanses, that which is sweet rots. And so it is true for our entire life. And so, as we walk through our text, we think we want this thing, we get this thing, and this thing turns out to be um, as much of a bitterness as it is a sweetness it has within it. And it is the dissatisfaction and that pushes you to the next, to the next, to the next. And each step, you become closer and closer to Him. This coming closer to Him is actually a discovery that he isn't opposite to that which you seek. He is that which you seek. And so you no longer, so, so for instance, you <coughs> say, um, I will be happy if I, uh, if I achieve this level of wealth. You achieve this level of wealth, you're not happy. No, I'll be happy if I achieve the next level of wealth. And you're not happy. And suddenly you realize, but it's actually not the wealth. It is, it is the full heart that you want. And you discover how to produce a full heart because of your relationship with your Rabb. And the wealth comes. You see, it is not, it is not, the, it is not the blessing of the dunya that, 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 that is the result that it, what makes us happiness. It, gives, it is our happiness that produces the blessing of the dunya. We're doing this the wrong way around. Your Rabb will give you all that is good for you. Make him the object. He will make everything that you pursue an, uh, a punishment on you when you don't make him the object. That's how it is. <coughs> so so we, have this, we have this way of bifurcating. You see, I was saying, uh, um, you know, I'm either pursuing akhar or dunya. I'm either pursuing the, pursuing the inward or, or the outward. We don't realize that it is the pursuit of the outward that alienates you both from the outward and the inward. It's the pursuit of the inward that grants you both the inward and the outward. Make Allah the point, and He grants you dunya and akhirah. Make anything other than Allah the point, and you lose both. Thank you.